Hey guys, welcome back to the Wildcard Rewind. I am the lucky guy who gets to host this week. We've got the full crew back together again, and we're ready to rewind week nine. I just want to rewind to when we were young Back to all those good times. Take me back to the start. Yes, here we are. I am so pumped for this show. Um, we, I don't want to give it away, but but you'll see with the numbers why I'm so pumped this week. But um, <laughs> but yeah, let's get straight into it. Mags, how are you, mate? How's things? How was your week? Me, absolutely cracking. Had a had a very busy busy weekend. I was away in, in Newcastle. Went to see Kendrick Lamar. Absolutely loved every second of that. Was amazing. Then had uh, one of my best pals' weddings. Watched all the watched all the stuff on Red Zone. Caught up. Seen another another you know straightforward cheats win. And yeah, pretty pretty good all around. Thanks, mate. Happy days. Show I'm showing my age now, but I don't really know who Kendrick Lamar is. <laughs> <laughs> Show my age, but uh, yeah, Hannah, how are you? You are you all good? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thank you. I have now moved myself all the way down south, pretty much live in France now. But um, <laughs> yeah, so here I am in the south. I think we say this every week, but really excited to break down another crazy week. We are halfway through the NFL season now. Wow. And I think we're starting to figure out who's got it and who hasn't. So I think we've got loads to talk about, loads of news come through as well. So I think it's going to be an awesome week. Yeah, too right. Um, and saying we're halfway through the season scares me. It yeah. really does how quick it's going by. You know, it just feels like the summer drags and then all of a sudden we're like, yeah, it's week one. And then we're like, we're halfway through. Whoa, slow down, slow down. So, but yeah, yeah, it's all good. But let, let's get straight into uh, our predictions rewind. Now, I've got a bit of a story about this game. This is why I put it first. Uh, Mags, I wasn't happy with you winning every week. So I sent a secret agent out to the Chicago Dolphins game. And um, that was my older brother who's who's been defending me, telling me I need to win. So I sent him to Chicago to make yep. sure that he didn't get this win. And he tried to get the... He, he was he was he was on the sideline trying to get the 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 Bears to win it. He, he failed on that one, but he stopped Tyreek Hill. He was sniping him from the, from from the top of the arena. But um, but yeah, so we we'll, we we'll go straight into that one. Um, Mags, you predicted the Dolphins to beat the Bears, which they did thirty five thirty two, and you also had Tyreek Hill over eight and a half receptions, which was incorrect. He only had seven. What do you make yeah. of this game? Yeah, I mean this was a fun game. Um... You know, predictions aside, what what a cool game this was. Um, this has to be known, though. Even though the Bears didn't win, this is the Justin Fields game, right? This is the game I think people will look back on and go, oh, this is kind of where it started. Breaking an NFL record for rushing yards for a quarterback. No one has ever rushed more than Justin Fields did in that game as a quarterback. 178 rushing yards. That is crazy more than Michael Vick ever did more than Lamar Jackson more than all those guys so I mean fair play to Justin Fields there it was really him versus the Dolphins nobody else really you know stepping up he made some he made some nice throws as well actually to some of his you know some of his receivers like Darnell Mooney and 
Chase Claypool, I think, will be a nice weapon there. Cole Komet, finally, you know, coming good. He got a couple as well. So that was that was really nice to see. But even though they're out there breaking records and throwing touchdowns now, it still wasn't enough. Because this Dolphins team, I, I don't know how you beat them. Like, they're just like, like an old-school Brazil football team where it's like, yeah, you can score four, but we'll score seven. Like, just... They just attack, attack, attack. And Tua was over 300 yards throwing again. Tyreek Hill was over 100 yards receiving again. The only thing, the only thing I was slightly worried about was, was Mike McDowell, McDaniel maybe showing a little bit of an experience. Like they were so lethal and electric throwing the ball, but they went three and out sort of, I think three, four times in a row towards the end of the game. Cause he was like, right, I need to be sensible here. I need to run the ball. I need to manage the clock, but, uh, they just weren't running the ball effectively. So actually, they should have been short, sharp throws, keep the clock ticking that way, rather than, you know, just wasting downs on on these runs. And then, you know, maybe Tyreek Hill would have got, you know, over eight and a half receptions as well, which would have been even better. Um, but yeah, if you're a Dolphins fan, you know, and you can put aside all of the back office stuff and all of the rubbish that's going on there, you got to be, you got to be pretty pleased overall, I think, right? Um, yeah. So shame I didn't get the picks right. Fully, but very, very happy to watch that game and, and loved it. And Hannah, you had the pleasure of watching the, the Seahawks beat the Cardinals. So you you quite correctly predicted the Seahawks win. You know, that was pretty obvious. And you thought DeAndre Hopkins would score more touchdowns than, than Kenneth Walker. They both did score a touchdown, but, but Walker had two and Hopkins only had one. What, what did you make of that game? Do you know what? I actually really enjoyed it. Paul, I was surprised. I didn't think I would enjoy watching the Cardinals, but it was actually quite good fun. Um, to be honest, one of the main reasons I enjoyed it was the Seahawks. I mean, who would have thought that at the halfway point of the season, the Seahawks would be 6-3 and three and top of the NFC West? Like, literally no one. You know, before the season, everyone thought this offence is going to be an absolute mess. Gino is basically an eternal backup QB. He's going to be leading the charge. They had two brand new rookie tackles. Like, you know, yes, we know they've got Metcalf and we know they've got Lockett. But, you know, who's going to get it to them? He's just going to get sacked all the time. He's not going to be any good. And look at them go. The offense has been so much fun to watch. <laughs> They're playing like really nice, balanced football. And they've got the weapons to do so. You know, we've mentioned the two wide receivers. And then obviously Walker, who seems to have, you know, now that unfortunately Penny's got his injury, he seems to have kind of taken the charge and, and just taken that kind of backfield as his own. And Gino is just playing so well. I mean, who would have thought it based on the few games he played last year? He would basically break out. I mean, he's been around the scene for some time you know, and he's never got that kind of chance to be a starter. And you assume it's because people, you know, have seen him in training and he's not been that good. But actually, given in the chance this season, he's played really amazing. Now, obviously, Paul, before you get mad at me, I know he did have a pick six yesterday, so he's not perfect. But I think generally this whole team seems to be playing, you know, really cohesive and really hard. Same with the defence. At the start of the year, they were one of the worst in the league. And we were talking about them in the same breath as the Detroit defence. And I just think that's totally changed. You know, they're, they're playing much better. The rookies, again, have stepped up. So they've got those two rookie corners who seem to be playing really well. 
And again, they're playing as a really nice, complete unit. And I just think this team is is looking quite good. Um, you know, I get it. They probably do have limitations. I don't necessarily see them going to the Super Bowl. I think the Eagles and even the Cowboys, you know, are going to kind of put a stop to them. But it's just so nice to see them, you know, doing so well and being above our expectations on the season. Now, of course, I can't ignore Arizona. I do think they played reasonably well. I thought the defence played quite hard and obviously they got some sacks and then Zayvon Collins got that pick six. I thought they, you know, played quite nice. But I do think that the offence is just a bit too predictable and teams are prepared for what they're going to try and do. And I think that really is stopping them. You know, they do have the weapons, I think, to be a reasonably good team. Um, and I think, unfortunately, now, because of their record, they are going to struggle to make it to the playoffs. And as I say, I think they've got the pieces that they could have been quite a nice playoff team. So it seems a bit of a shame. And I'm interested, actually, Paul, as a fan of the Cardinals, what your thoughts are on, on them at the moment and that offence. Uh, I, I think I've said this uh, a few times now. Um, I think Cliff Kingsbury's the problem. And and Steve, I can't pronounce the name probably. Clean, Klein. Um, I think I think both of them are ruining the club. Um, I, I I just think we're in a bit of a mess. Um, I think I talk later on about um, teams that complete like they they're good on every section. You sort of you, you look at the Cardinals and you go, well, we've got a good quarterback, we've got a good running back, we've got a good wide receiver core, we've got an okay defense, and then all of a sudden you go. So why are we not winning games? Well, that's because Cliff Kingsbury has one plan. And if that plan doesn't work, he goes, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Kyler, please do something. You know, try and make something happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, th- I think we're just in a bit of a mess at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate because they, they got those extensions, didn't they, in this offseason. I don't see you getting rid of them. You know, this off season, I think it would have to be another poor season next year to kind of get rid. And I think the roster is kind of it's in a weird place, isn't it? Where there's quite a lot of older kind of players there. Yeah, you know, it's kind of built like as a win now, but they're not winning anything. So I think they're going to get into this kind of spot where they've they're going to have to turn over this roster, Um, and so they're probably going to miss that kind of Super Bowl window um, and I think it's going to be a good few years before they kind we, of get we, going. We needed, to get to, we needed to get to the point where they said, do you know what, this is not going to work, let's tear it all down mm. and rebuild it, but yet we still seem to be like, oh yeah, you're really old and you're really good, come on in come on, mm. retire in the desert, it'll be fine, you'll enjoy it <laughs> it's nice weather, it's warm and you know what I mean, I just I don't know. I just think we're in a bit of a mess at the moment. I think the whole division, you know, last year we spoke about that division on how it was one of the most competitive. The 49ers, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Seahawks, it was one of the most competitive divisions out there. And now all of a sudden you just think the Rams don't look great. The Cardinals don't look great. The 49ers have invested everything on this year and they're sat four and four. You know, I know they were on a bye this week, so they could still turn it around. But, you know, you look at the Seahawks, the one team that everyone thought were tanking, and they're sat six and three at the top of the division, and we're all going, what? What, what the hell's happened? Like, you know what I mean? 
but yeah it's really interesting generally around the whole league you know what some of these divisions are doing you know and where we expect them to be and where they are um so that's why i think this week's really exciting because i say at this halfway point actually most of the storylines that we thought were going to be are totally different you know from the start of the season to now but anyway let's move on paul your first prediction was the vikings versus the commanders and the Vikings got the win, 20-17. to 17. It was a close one, though. You predicted a Vikings win, which was correct. Hurrah! Uh, but you also predicted that Terry McLaurin would get over 5.5 receptions. And unfortunately, he only managed five. So that was incorrect. But one out of two, pretty good for you, Paul. You should be happy. Yeah, tough one to take, you know. Tough one to take. That, um, just... just... One more catch, one more catch. And I'm, to be honest, I haven't looked at the stats. I think he was like nine targets as well. So he should have he should have brought that in. Mm-hmm. He should have brought that home for me. Terry let me down again. Um, do you know what? I actually really enjoyed this game. I thought I thought it was a good game. I thought Washington showed a lot of character in this. I think they were quite unlucky. They were quite unlucky. They, look, they looked half decent on, on both sides of the ball, you know. I never thought I'd see Taylor Heineke throwing bombs about you know and and actually looking like a half decent QB maybe that maybe that's the story of this year <coughs> these um half decent QB or backup QBs that we thought are the ones to shine and Brady and Rogers are the ones that you know are on a decline wow oh, you Look know what that. I mean? <laughs> wow. um, but yeah uh, um I thought this was a good game I thought the the commanders' uh, defense gave Cousins a hard time. There was some some brutal hits on him. To be fair, when yeah. when they when they blitz, they hit they hit him hard. Like you know, um, one guy that stood out to me in this one was uh, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, mm-hmm. Considering he was traded on Tuesday to the Vikings, I thought, oh, do you know what? He's probably going to see some snaps. Probably not a lot. He hasn't had much time to to practice with the team or anything like that. Nope, straight in there, like he's been there the whole time. And I think he, he walked away with, what, seven receptions for 90 yards, if I'm, if I'm correct. I, I should have checked that first. But no, he's, he stood out to me as, mm. you know what, he was he was a key piece in that in, in that uh, offense. And you can, you can kind of see why they traded for him and why they invested in a player like that. When when you look at the the Vikings, they they're actually somebody who are, I know Irv Smith Junior was was your guy, Mags, but he you know you can't he, say was never, <laughs> he was he was never somebody that was that was going to shine in that position as much as somebody like Hawkinson will. No, I think he's yeah. he's a great tight end, and um, he's he's you know to to talk about what I was talking about with with, with Chicago, like he was kind of one of them pieces that they were missing. You know they they've got a, a decent QB. They've got a decent a decent running back in in Dalvin Cook and and Mattson. They've got you know elite wide receivers in uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, and um, you know they didn't have that tight end. So now they've they've filled that gap. And you know that this Vikings team is seven and one. Is it seven and one? Yeah. You know you can't even question whether they're they're real anymore because this. They're just not losing. And, and you know, I say this in, in football all the time, not just American football, in premiership football and everything. 
the team that they're always going to do well are the team that these tough losses or these tough games, they scrape through. You know, you didn't see it with the Bills. The Bills had a tough game against the Jets and, and mm. fell. But the Vikings had a tough game here. You know, they, they were behind a lot of it and and they 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 stuck stuck to it and got through it and got that win. And, and that, to me, shows a lot of character in them and a... And a and a lot of uh, a lot of spirit in that team, and I'm quite excited to see where they go from here. And on a side note, my little lad scored a football, um, scored a goal in football on Saturday, and did the Justin Jefferson gritty across the pitch to celebrate. Hey! <laughs> which, which, sorry, I just had to had to drop that in there. But um, nice. But yeah, but let's let's move on. Mags, your second game was the Rams versus the Bucks. How lucky are you? Uh, you predicted a Rams win. Unfortunately, that was incorrect. Yeah, and also predicted the Bucks would have over seventeen point five points, which is also incorrect. So you got zero for zero out of this one. This Can't is remember. what. Oh, oh. Let's just take a moment. <laughs> the come on. <laughs> Sorry, Max. And that's week that's week nine wrapped up, guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you. Um yeah, this um this game was crap, right? Um it just like both both these quarterbacks looked old, slow, washed, both the offensive lines rubbish. I know that they've got injuries and retirements, but Aaron Donald crushed. The Tampa Bay offensive line and Vita Vea crushed the Bucks of, or the Rams offensive line. Like they, no one could get anything going really. I mean, the Rams' tactics seemed to be throw the ball to Cooper Cup and cross your fingers, cross your toes, and hope for the best. And that actually kind of nearly worked. They almost won the game just by just chuck it to Cooper Cup and and hope something happens. And I know Tom Brady was Tom Brady at the end and had a, had his game winning drive, but. This chatter of like, oh, Tom Brady is back. It's like he threw one touchdown. Like, come on, let's not let's not go overboard here. And what was a pretty pretty poor game. And you know, he's got all his weapons. He's got Godwin. He's got Evans. He's got you know a full offensive roster. He's got Julio Jones back. So those guys are there. So it's kind of up to him and up to the offensive line now. But you know, I know obviously we've been been laughing and joking about you know Aaron Rodgers being washed and Tom Brady being washed, but I think it is important to touch on he's now thrown 100,000 yards in the NFL. I mean, that is just like absolutely unbelievable. I did some, I did some maths, right? And I know this is including playoff games or whatever, but just to just to show you how much 100,000 yards is. So if CJ Stride gets drafted, right? And CJ Stroud comes out and lights the NFL on fire like never before. If he threw for 400 yards, right, which is God tier, threw for 400 yards for every game in the NFL season, it would take him 15 years to get to 100,000 yards of throwing for 400 yards in every single game. I mean, how has he even, how has he done that? I mean, you just have to hold your hands up and say, you know, no matter what Tom Brady does, this guy is the best ever played the game and he might be the best that we ever see in our lives. So, you know, mad respect to Tom Brady. 
he did it. He came back. He beat the Rams. And yeah, the, the Bucks march on, but they're still looking great. But yeah, got to hold your hands up and, and give some respect to the go as well. So, so well done, Tom Brady. And Hannah, you had an absolutely brilliant game. I know it was low scoring, but I love, I was on the edge of my seat. I was, I'm not going to lie. I was supporting the Lions the whole time. It was the Lions against the Packers. And the Lions, they managed to scrape through and beat the Packers, you know, 15 points to nine. Hannah, you predicted the Packers win. You know, you thought they would bounce back. It's not looking good for them, right? And you thought Aiden Hutchinson would get, uh, you actually correctly said Aiden Hutchinson would not get a sack. He did get a lovely interception. So Hannah, what did, what did you think about, about this game? I mean, just wow, really, isn't it? Yeah. I was like, there's absolutely no way, like, I totally get it. Green Bay, they've been struggling all season. There's absolutely no way they will lose to the Lions, the worst defence in the league. What do they do? Go and lose to the Lions. I mean, I know we've been talking about it for weeks, but I honestly thought, yeah, okay, they might not have this like major massive turnaround because I was like, where are the pieces to do that? But I was like, surely they'll be able to overcome basically one of the worst teams in the league. But they absolutely mm. couldn't. So I'm, like this seriously is time to say what the hell is going on in Green Bay, you know? Yeah. As I say, I know we've been talking about it for weeks. You know, we're saying, oh, Rogers isn't happy. No, no, no. But, I mean, this is the absolute pits now, right? Like, yeah. I honestly don't see them coming back now in this season. You know, there's too many actually stronger teams, which you wouldn't necessarily expect to be stronger than them. But as we've talked about earlier, the Seahawks, 6-2. and two. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these other teams, the Giants, um, you know, the... Um, Cowboys all of these in kind of the wild card spots have a number of games up on on Green Bay I just they have to go and win every single game now and everyone else has to lose at least two or three games for them to be able to get into the playoffs and I just I don't see it happening obviously Dobbs Dobbs went out with an injury probable high ankle sprain Christian Watson was on and off the field, re-aggravating his injury. We know that um, Lazard has just come back from an injury. So I I just uh, don't see how they're going to get anything going. Obviously, the trade deadline came and went. Did they pick up anyone? No. Obviously, there's conversation, oh, they were in for this player, they're in for that player. Being in for them means nothing when you don't get them, doesn't it? And I honestly, the more and more this goes on, the more and more I get this feeling that Aaron Rodgers is going to want to retire at the end of this season. Like Mm -hmm. I just, this to me now looks like a rebuild, to be honest, you know, where there is, where's the competitiveness is not there. Like I just can't see him wanting to have to build up this team. You know, who are they going to trade for? Like, or who are they going to pick up in the, in the off season? Who are the free agents? Nobody fabulous. Yeah, Jesus, okay, you can try and, exactly. You can try and do a super trade, but I mean, I can't imagine particularly being able to pick up anyone amazingly decent. And you know, I, I just I think he's done. You can see it in his face. He's fed up. He doesn't want to do it anymore. I can't. Yeah. I honestly do think he would consider. Or will retire next season, but we'll see. And 
he's he's just not playing well either, is he? I think it's because he's not happy. No. Like, and I know he's got a thumb injury and blah blah blah. But he was he was picked not once, not twice, but three times in the red zone yesterday. Three times. I mean, that's just not him at all. Um, no. I think he had like four interceptions or something, some crazy small number the whole of last season, and already <laughs> this season he has seven. Um, and it's just it's crazy thinking that he is the two-time MVP, reigning MVP, to look at how he's playing now. Undeservedly as well, let's say that. I'm, I'm just going to yeah. throw that out there. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I just uh, I just don't think... I just can't see them coming back this season, to be honest. And you've got to give the defence, the Lions defence credit. You know, we always say, oh, they, want, they are the worst in the league. But they came up and got those big plays when they were needed and they stopped those Green Bay drives um, in the red zone. Unfortunately, you know, they weren't, they couldn't push too much. You know, they didn't do too much on offense. They only kind of just scraped past them, really, even with all those picks. But um, I think, you know, great, really great for them. It's really nice that they got the win. I have heard a lot of kind of discussion around Dan Campbell recently. And, you know, he has this bravado and, you know, we, we're going to grind it out and we're going to get these mm. wins. But, He's never actually managed to get the wins. You know, there was mm. all this promise in the offseason. I think everyone watched Hard Knocks, was like, yeah, Detroit, they could squeeze into the playoffs <laughs> this year, blah, blah, blah. And here they are, one and seven, or actually it's two and two and six now or whatever. But, you know, they haven't been getting those wins. So at what point does all of this bravado have to turn into winning? You know, it's his second season now. And I get he might not have all the pieces yet, but you still expect him to start getting those kind of or piecing a few more wins together mm. last year they got four in total and this year you know at the halfway point it looks like they're going to get four again so you know really they, they should be starting to push forward and getting a few more wins so I think thankfully for him that's a little bit kind of off his back now that um, they've started to get another win and hopefully that will push them forward to try and get a few more in the second half of the season but yeah, really low-scoring game, but actually really interesting. And just looking at the implications for both of these teams, you know, the loss and the win. Um, what do you think in terms of Aaron Rodgers? Would you agree with me? Or do you think he's going to gut it out and try and go again next season and not go out this way? I've got three words for you. You ready? <laughs> Jordan Love season. <laughs> Yeah. No, I I think he'll play it at the end of the year and oh, then I think God. he'll retire. I think yeah. he'll retire. Like, what's what's he gonna stay for? Like they begged him to stay. They didn't trade him. He kind of worked out. I don't know what kind of contract extension he signed or whatever, but I, I think he I think he's he's done. Do you see him? He was on the phone, he was booking his holidays for next year. Do you not see him on the phone in that game, right? That's yeah, I, I don't see it turning around. Yeah. Uh I think he'll be there next season. I'm just I'm just trying to fit, find a, his contract um, because they gave him a massive contract extension, didn't they? A three-year, did. hundred and fifty million. So it's Ooh. if if he retires, like I don't know what the implications. I'm not a contract guy, so I don't know if he retires. Does he? What happens to the cap? What happens to the money he's guaranteed, or what? Like you know what I mean? I, I don't. There's probably something in his contract that says if he retires um i think somebody mentioned it in a chat earlier where they were like do you think brady will retire at the end of this year because he doesn't want to go out on a low 
Mm. I kind of feel the same for Aaron Rodgers. Yes, it's a low. Yes, it's a hard time. But does somebody like a future Hall of Famer want to go out on a season like that? Or does he want to come back? If he can get the right things in place, do you think that he could... You know what I mean? We always say he wants Devontae Adams. He needs a Devontae Adams. Well, if maybe the Packers go out and get... I'm not saying Devontae Adams himself, but that calibre of player, whether they draft somebody, whether they trade for somebody, whether whatever... You know, if they get somebody like that, somebody that he can trust, that he can put the ball there and they're going to catch it, all of a sudden, are we having a different conversation about Aaron Rodgers? My only thing on that is I don't see how that offence is going to change enough for him to have someone he trusts there. With most of his receivers, it takes actually a few years for him to... You know, we've we've said it and seen it before, haven't we? That often he doesn't get on particularly well with rookies. Um, you know, it takes with him the chemistry takes time, um, and I just think they made a massive error getting rid of Adams. And I was actually yeah. listening to um, the um, Athletic podcast this morning, and they were saying, "Do you think if the two teams had their choice, they would not have done the trade?" And I think it's a really interesting question to ask and I 100% think from the Green Bay tide they would no way of letting go knowing what they know now but I think both sides would say no to that trade now I think the Raiders Raiders have given up the house for Adams and paid him big and they sat at what one and seven Uh, two two and seven I think is it two and seven? I can't, I can't remember. No, but they, they're basically, you know what I mean? The Raiders, yeah. I think I said it a couple of weeks, are they one of the biggest flops this year? Are, are they in that conversation? You know, they've got Devontae Adams. I think I think if both teams could have that redo and go, do you want to make this trade? I think both teams say no. I think, mm-hmm. I think both hold on to what they've got. Just, just before we move on, because I know we're going to go to game of the week, I've got a, a yes/no question for you both. You ready? If if Aaron Rodgers does retire at the end of the year, is it a slight failure on him and the Packers that they only won one Super Bowl together? I think so. Me too. He's he's meant to, well, you know, he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. We know he's going to end up in the yeah. Hall of Fame. I think he, based on his talent, um, they should have got they should have got to more Super Bowls. Never mind one more. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And with that, we shall head into game of the week. Ooh. And game of the week this week was chosen to be the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets. Or if you're Sky, you change the New York Jets logo to the New York Giants logo. Oh dear, what an error that was. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but yeah. Go on, Hannah. You want me to start? Yeah. So Okay, sorry. Paul, I'm not I'm not in the game, am I? So Paul, it was your predictions, wasn't it, for the game of the week? So we saw the Jets roll over the Bills 20 to 17. 
Now, I don't know why you predicted a Bills win, because obviously the Jets were going to win. So you were totally incorrect. Um, but you did predict that Wilson would have more touchdowns and interceptions, which in fact was correct. Surprisingly, he had one touchdown and no interceptions this week. So go on, Paul. Tell us your thoughts on this our game of the week. So I, I'm, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I'm going to quote one of the most intelligent people I know right now. Source is boss. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Literally, as soon as I seen that last play, I was just like, source is boss. <laughs> and and I, I can't remember the name of the guy that came up with it. Can you, Hannah? Can you remember his name? No, not very memorable. Uh, I think think he scored one out of four this week. (laughs) (laughs) But no, tell me, tell me how you didn't love this game. This game was incredible. It wasn't a high score and it wasn't a shootout or the Bills didn't turn up and put 60 odd points past the New York Jets, which everyone thought they were going to do. It was a, just a grueling slog fest between two decent teams. And, I, and yes, I said it, the Jets are a decent team. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no denying it. Um, Josh Allen, man, that guy can do anything, can't he? You know what I mean? He's having a bad day when he's throwing it. But he just starts rushing. And what do you rush for? Two touchdowns. And you're like, this guy, this you know what I mean? You, you, he's he's a finished product. You know, we, yeah. we talk about Lamar and go, oh, his rushing's amazing, but his throwing's not that great. And then you look at like Pat Mahomes, his throwing's incredible, but when it comes to rushing, he just he's not a rusher. You know, you I mean, he didn't just... watch the game this week. That's us. <laughs> we'll we'll, look... we'll get to that. <laughs> you look at Justin Fields, and we're saying like he's rushed for yeah. the most yards that any QB has ever done but they will not trust him to throw the ball. I think they were three and 20 at one point and they're going, yeah, we're going to rush it. And you're going, no, throw it. You know, you got, you got 20 yards to make, throw it. Okay. And, but like Josh Allen, it's just, even when he's having a bad day through the year, he rushes things, you know, and it's just, ah, oh, the guy, the guy is just, he's, he's on cloud nine at the moment for me and there's no getting him down off there. I think he's just, he's just incredible. He's just a joy to watch. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I said it earlier about the complete package. I, I do think that the Bills are missing something to be that complete package. I think they are weak at running back, and mm-hmm. I fear for them. I know they were there was um, a phone call to the Panthers for Christian McCaffrey, and I don't think they were willing to give up what the Panthers wanted for him. Um. But if if you imagine that team with Christian McCaffrey, you just think there's there's nobody there's nobody that's going to stop these from winning the Super Bowl, and I think that's the one thing that they're missing. You know, I think this this game against the Jets, I think the Jets did so well to stop them. But you imagine if they had a running back that they were going to give the ball to. 20, 25 times, you know, you're Derek Henry, you're, you're somebody like that, you're Joe Mixon. If you could have somebody like that, and that's and I think that's where they lost this game. I, I, I genuinely think they lost this game. Josh Allen couldn't do it through the year, 
so he had to rush, but they weren't going to rush him too much because he's he's their key player. You know, they don't want to injure him. You imagine if they had a running back that they were going to give 20 carries to, a decent running back. They That, that would have been a game changer for me. Um, now, it was nearly my play of the week, but I didn't. But Source Gardner, that last tip at the end to, to win the game for them, man, can you find me a better rookie, a defensive rookie this year? Nope. nope. I'm, I'm saying it now. D-R-O-Y. Right there. Source Gardener. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Hannah, what do you make of this one? Yeah, I was sat down watching the first drive. It was like a, they did a massive play to, I think it was Diggs. And, you know, I was like, right, the Bills are driving down. You know, here we go. It's going to be a blowout. The Bills have got this. And they're right near the red zone. And then Josh uh, Allen throws that interception to Jordan Whitehead, which, again, like we mentioned last week, was a bit of an out-of-character interception, really, for him because you could see he was right in front of him. So I don't know whether he didn't see him properly, didn't throw it, you know, and threw it a bit or what. And then obviously I think that gave the Jets were like, right, we know that we can, you know, stop this Bills offense. And I think that gave them massive confidence for the whole of the game. And I think you can see like over again, like we've been saying the first half of the season, this Jets D has really grown into itself. You know, they're pretty terrible the first few games. And they've really kind of started clicking. They've got into their groove. They know everyone knows what they've got to do and where they've got to be. And they are now the strength of this team. Um, I think this team certainly does have a chance to get in the playoffs this year. I think, you know, the way that they have been playing and obviously where they stand currently. Um, but I think that their big Achilles heel or, or the thing that is a weak leak currently is Zach Wilson. Now, I know he didn't throw any interceptions in this game. He actually managed it fairly well. But he did have a, a strip sack, didn't he? Um, or a fumble at one point. Yeah. They've got some really nice pieces on offense. But as I say, I do think this is his weak, that he is the weak link. And I, I think, as I say, that D might get them into the playoffs, give them that wild card spot. But I think, unfortunately, Wilson will stop them progressing once they get into those knockout stages. We know how hard teams start to play because they know it's one and done if they don't. And I think, unfortunately, he's going to be their weak link and he's going to stop them progressing too much further. But it just shows how nice, you know, this team is kind of building into and it's got those foundational pieces now. Um, and you can see that they're getting that belief they're going to go into their bye this week, and I do wonder whether they look to go on to a second second half kind of run, really. Um, so it, I thought it was really good fun to watch. Um, again, like you say, Josh Allen did some really great things, but they just they couldn't overcome this D. I think the D kind of rattled them a bit. Mm. Um, they weren't expecting the Jets to come out kind of firing all cylinders, and um, they just couldn't quite get over the hump. What do you reckon, Mags? Do you enjoy it as much as kind of we did? Yeah, I mean, what a, what a great game. And I, I was the same as you, Hannah. I thought, you know, at the start there, the Jets kicker, whose second name is Man, you know, slips and you're, and you're going, oh, man, you know, right? Oh, man, uh, it's not going to be there. <laughs> it's not going to be their night because, you know, the Bills like marched on right away. And, but yeah, that, that Jets defense is just lights out. And you're right, you know, Sauce's boss, whoever, whoever said that, you know, that, that guy obviously knew what they were talking about, right? 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, that Jets team needs to get, I don't know if they need an entirely new offensive line and an entirely new quarterback, but that is the that mm-hmm. is the weak part of that team for sure. And at the moment, like I said last week, I don't think it really matters who you who you put in there. If that offensive line stays that bad, they're going to find it really, really hard. And luckily for them, this year seems to be a pretty strong year in the in the draft for offensive linemen. So hopefully they can go out and, and address it. Because you know, a bit like I like seeing the Lions do well. I'm I'm liking the Jags. I'm liking seeing the Jets do well. You don't want the same teams at the bottom of the league all the time. So it has been really nice to see them doing well and you know josh allen obviously paul everything he said is 100 percent. but this is kind of now two weeks in a row we've seen him do some weird things mm. like maybe trying to do a bit too much and try to be you know too much like superman and carry his team which you know works for him nine times out of ten but i wonder if a bit a bit of restraint from josh allen might might go a long way actually to, to just getting in that that super bowl win but yeah the bills will be fine and it looks like the jets are going to be just fine too before we move on, just quickly, like I think you make a really good point there, Mags, about Josh Allen. Sometimes I think he feels like he has to put the whole team on his back. Yeah. But actually, I do think this this team is good enough that he shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. Like you say, Paul, maybe Absolutely. that is because he feels like the running backs are not as reliable as they should be. But yeah. I think he needs to kind of trust this team a bit more and not feel like he has to do everything. And I think mm. that's when maybe earlier in the season he was feeling like that but as kind of things are you know we've seen what that division is like it's so close Um, and I think maybe that's getting him a bit uptight you know I I think they thought that they were going to be top of the division no one anywhere near them but actually three teams are all on the same kind of record now at this point yeah so everything is so tight that I wonder whether he's starting to get a bit uptight and feeling like, right, I have to show that we're great and get us this win. And he's doing these things to kind of, you know, and doing too much. Um, I yeah, do just wonder I that. Think so. Yeah, we'll see. I agree. I agree. But um, yeah, let's move on to our prediction scoreboard. Thanks. You only scored one this week. Me and Hannah scored two because we're so much better than Mags, obviously. <laughs> Uh, that brings our total to Mags, you're on 26 in total. Hannah, you're on 25 in total. And I am catching up on 17. Just behind us, Paul. Yeah, just, just like I said last week, got you right where I need you. <laughs> um, right, let's move on to our hit rewind moment. This is where we talk about one moment that, that made us hit rewind and our favourite bit of the week. So, Mags. What you got for us? Well, my my two favorite ones you guys took, so I kind of just kind of plucked another one, um, which was uh, Rocky Sin hit like a suplex on Marvin Jones. Do you see that? He like grabbed him by the waist and threw him over his head and mm. landed him on his head. It's quite dangerous, maybe, but it looked quite cool. But you know, he's actually done that before. Rocky Sin, quite a decorated high school wrestler in his time. He's done that one time before. Can either of you remember who he did it on? No. No. I feel like Ooh. it's going to be some mega wide receiver, some superstar. No, definitely not a superstar. <laughs> it was it was Gio Bernard when he was at the Bengals. He threw Gio oh, right yeah. in his head the same way he did there, doing, you know, doing that the, the dirty deed on, on Gio Bernard and Marvin Jones. But that was pretty cool. I did actually hit rewind on that as well, so I thought that would be a good one to put in. 
A fail from me there, then. <laughs> I felt like Gio Bernard, you were, you Gio Bernard doesn't remember it either. No. He set you up to fail there, you know. I don't mean. <laughs> my, my moment was Taylor Heineke and his deep bomb to Curtis Samuel. Now, what, what I found really good about that was he put the ball in a perfect spot. Literally, he made it so easy for Curtis Samuel to take. Now, don't get me wrong, it's never easy catching the ball with three defenders around you. But if your quarterback puts it here, it helps. You know, and that, that was just unreal. Also, when the referees are doing a great job blocking downfield, that really helps too, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that was mine. Taylor, Taylor Heineke, I know we'd never say it, but Taylor, Taylor Heineke and yes. his deep ball to Curtis Samuel. Hannah, what you got for us? Well, there were so many picks of Aaron Rodgers at the weekend. I could have picked any, but actually this I thought was really clever. And it was Aidan Hutchison's inception of Aaron Rodgers in the end zone. Um, you know, he's he's a rookie and he's had his ups and downs this year, but I thought he showed really great awareness. So Green Bay said, right, Bakhtiari is eligible as a receiver. Um, he kind of, you know, went into kind of get past Bakhtiari, then realised that Bakhtiari is running off and kind of, as he saw the ball come out, he like leaped in front and managed to get that interception. I just thought it was really kind of impressive a defensive line, a defensive lineman to kind of have that awareness. You know, usually expected from your secondaries and stuff, running there, grab your picks. Not typically, you know, usually trying to push to get to the quarterback, stop him throwing it. So it was just impressive how he had the awareness to instead of kind of pushing forward towards Rogers, then move into you know and drop back and get into the way and get that interception. So I thought that was pretty good. I enjoyed watching that a couple of times. So. That was my hit rewind moment of the week. Amazing, amazing. And now we're going to step into the rapid recap of the best of the rest, where we'll just chat a little bit about the games that we didn't make predictions on or anything like that. So, Mags, let's start with you, mate. Yeah, so I had the, the Eagles who beat the Texans 29-17. And it looked close for, for a little while there. The Texans looked like they were doing well. But, I mean, Davis Mills just doesn't... He got nothing to work with, right? Brandon Cooks has decided to throw the toys at the pram. He's not playing anymore. So, I mean, that was the only guy he had to start with. So, I mean, the Texans just aren't going to win any more games because they've got nobody. They've got nobody to throw to. They've got nobody. You know, Damian Pierce, I suppose, is pretty good, right? But he's not going to win you a game on his own. So, Texans are crap. And I just got to kind of reiterate what I've said a couple of times online now. Man, Jalen Hurts, what a turnaround. I mean, I thought he would need to be like a Josh Allen-esque turnaround for his like throwing ability and an all-round play. And he's doing that. He's looking incredible. You know, he only rushed for 23 yards there. So I said that teams are going to have to try and force Jalen Hurts to throw. And that's what teams are doing. But he, he's stepping up and he's killing teams with his arm now. I mean, having A.J. Brown helps because, wow, <laughs> wow, what player. Uh, and Dallas Goddard as well, amazing. But, yeah, Jalen Hurts, hands up. I was wrong about Jalen Hurts, what player. Eagles, you know, flying high, definitely. Yeah, I think that confidence makes a difference as well. You know, that whole yeah. team, you know, they've got that unbeaten confidence about them. And he's, I think that gets him in that zone where he can make those throws, doesn't it? Yeah. So I had the Chargers who beat the Falcons 20 to 17. They literally just managed to squeak past the Falcons, to be honest, um, which I, in a game that 
I didn't particularly enjoy. I didn't find it that great. I totally get that the Chargers have got quite a few injuries, but this offence should be more fun to watch. With Herbert at the helm, surely we should be, I don't know, it should just be way more fun and doing more. But it just feels a bit stale and boring, to be honest. Like, as I say, I know people will say, oh, you know, the main wide receivers are out. You know, Herbert's probably still suffering with his ribs. And I totally get that. But I definitely think they could do more with this this offence. I feel like this is kind of play calling here that's just keeping Mm. it stale, short, kind of medium throws, nothing kind of doing too much. Um, And I think they kind of stuttered a bit, the Chargers, I think, this season. They might squeak in the playoffs, but... You know, before, again, before the season, we were saying, oh, these could be true Super Bowl contenders this year. You know, they've got a great, they've done lots on the defence. They've got a great offence. They could really be pushing to be one of these contenders. And I just don't don't see it at the moment, to be honest. Um, as, as we've said previously, the Falcons are still playing kind of to, better than their talent, to be honest. And I think that is all, yeah. you know, from the coaching. Um, and they nearly got that win here today so not not the best game but the Chargers did manage to squeak past the Falcons yeah so I had uh the absolute pasting that the Bengals gave the Panthers uh, 42-21 <laughs> uh, my, my first thing is what the hell happened to the Panthers they they played two weeks ago against Brady and the Bucks and held them to three points they just couldn't do anything and then last week they were battling with the Falcons to top their division, and everyone was like, "What?" And then, and then somehow they turn up to the Bengals and do this. And and they, the only reason they've got points is because the Bengals let them have some points in the last quarter. That was it. <laughs> the, that was it. It was genuinely awful. The I think I think the the Panthers scored what fourteen points in the last quarter. You know, they yeah. scored twenty one. That was it, and you know it was it was it, it was just awful. The Panthers didn't look great, and they just couldn't handle Joe Mixon. The guy was on fire. Okay, yeah. he was on fire, and you know anyone that that walked away was was it four touchdowns he had in the end um, is just unstoppable, really unstoppable. Um, my, another question is why the hell did the Bengals rush Joe Burrow? On like the five yard line, why? You've got Joe Mixon that's scorching you. <laughs> why did the Bengals go? Joe, we'll do now. We'll rush Joe Burrow right up the middle, where he just got absolutely swallowed up and hit. And you were just like, uh, "What are you trying to do to this guy?" Okay, you meant to protect him. This is why you pay Joe Mixon. Get him to run at these people, you know. But I, so I, I, I don't know. But I can't really say too much about the Bengals. They turned up, they did a number, and they went home, you know? Um, the Panthers benching PJ Walker for Baker because PJ Walker was awful yeah. and then have actually announced tonight that PJ Walker will start on Thursday instead of Baker. And I'm going, did did you see what PJ Walker did the weekend? Was anyone watching what PJ Walker did? He's not good. He's not good. I'm not saying Baker is amazing, but He's better than PJ Walker. Um, but how bad were the Panthers? Okay. The touchdown yeah. scorers were Blackshear, Tremble, and Marshall. Get on the terrace. Get on the terrace. Yes. <laughs> we'll, 
We'll leave that one there. Get <laughs> Go on, Mags. Hi, so I had the Colts against the Patriots. Um, I had a whole thing about why Frank Rag should be fired, but now he has been fired, and they got some kind of high school janitor to come in and, and coach them now. So they're just going to keep being crap, right? So I don't even want to talk about it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, Colts are rubbish. Patriots won, which, you know, they're always going to. But yeah, the Colts seem like they're they're tanking. If I was a commissioner, you know, I'd be I'd be questioning the Colts' decisions. But yeah, they're, they're definitely tanking. They look absolutely rubbish. I feel sorry for Michael Pittman Jr. That's all I know. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy. Again, this isn't, you know, looking back, what we thought the Colts would be this year to what they are. I mean, complete disaster. Yeah. Where is Jonathan Taylor? I mean, I get he's injured now, but where where has yeah. he been this whole season? Like, he is a monster talent, and I, I just I don't get it. Don't get it. So anyway, they'll get a nice new shiny QB next year, and maybe they'll be a bit better. Mm-hmm. So I watched the Chiefs paste the Titans, maybe Mags, or Ooh. actually just squeak past them and win twenty seventeen. And this game was surprisingly competitive. When the Titans have basically no one on offense, I was like, meh, this is going to be a breeze for the Chiefs. There's yeah, like one guy, though. Well, yeah, I was like, there's no way that they're going to win here. You know, again, Tannehill's out. So, you know, meh, it's going to be a walkover. But the Titans always seem to find a way. Like, even if they don't win, the games are competitive. It's rare that they are pasted by anyone. They have the ultimate run-stuffing defense this year. Um, the Kansas City running backs had a combine between the three of them. I think it was four in the end. Fourteen yards. I mean, that's got to be a record low, right? For four yeah. running backs. Whereas Mahomes, he scrambled for sixty-three yards. Yes. I was like, crazy, crazy. But I think this is oh, these kind of games are the ones where Mahomes kind of comes into his own and he shows what he's made of and he yeah. gets the job done, doesn't he? I don't think there's many QBs um, that can kind of overcome these kind of close games where the defence is playing not quite how he's expecting or stopping certain elements of the of the offence and he manages to just get in there and get it done any way that he can, whether that's running or whether that's kind of getting that ball to whoever he can. Four, um, 446 all-purpose yards in Patrick Mahomes that game. 446. So this is one where he put it. He basically did put the offense on his back, didn't he, in the yeah. whole team, and he he carried them through to that win. So he did a bit of a better job than Josh Allen this week, to be honest. Mm. But we do have to say, come on, all hail King Henry! I mean, he has been the Titans' offense the past two weeks, and he's blooming got the job done, hasn't he? I mean, yeah. again, I mean, I can't help. Because we're halfway, I can't help, you know, kind of looking back, but especially in the fantasy community last season or the end of the, you know, mm-hmm. oh, is he washed now? He's not going to do anything. Look at him go. I mean, he is he is a true legend, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and what more can you say? King Henry, you're the best. Thank you. You're on my Scott Fishbowl team. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Scott Fishball teams. <laughs> it's not going Hannah, we're in the top. Hannah, we're in the top one hundred, right? Yeah, top one hundred. I'm in the top one hundred. I'm in the one hundred. I'm not saying oh. it's the top. It's definitely <laughs> the bottom. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had the, the Raiders and the Jags. Uh, I'll fly through this game. It was it was not a great game. Uh, the, but one thing I will say: this is the third game this season where the Raiders have been winning 
to zero, and they were twenty to zero up against the Cards. They were seventeen to zero up against the Chiefs, and they were seventeen to zero up against the Jags, and they lost all three. Wow, that is not good. And to reiterate what you've been saying, Hannah, I, I do think the the Raiders are in that conversation of a team that we thought were going to be great for our a flop. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we'll get straight into our re, uh, week. 10 preview and predictions. Um, Max, let's start with you. I've given you the Lions versus the Bears. Who wins and which Lions player has the most receptions? You know, I think the Bears are going to win, um, which is odd because I thought they would be the worst team in the NFL this year. But they seem maybe have turned a corner. They had a good performance there, even in defeat. So I think the Bears might squeak a win. You know, as long as they start Khalil Herbert over David Montgomery, who's clearly better, right, Anna? So yeah, we need to get Herbert more involved. I think the Bears will squeak a win. And I think Amon Ross and Brian, he'll he'll get the most receptions there. So so Hannah, I've, I've got one for you. I've got the, the Browns against the Dolphins. Who's gonna win? And do you think Miles Garrett's gonna get a sack on Tua? So I'm going to say a Dolphins win here. You know, that offense is on fire at the moment and the Browns have been struggling, particularly in that secondary. So I'm going to say a Dolphins win. But we do know Miles Garrett can be a game wrecker and the Dolphins offensive line can be pretty shaky. So I'm going to say, yes, he gets a sack. So, Paul, we had your first game as the Saints versus the Steelers. So tell us, do you have who wins, and will Kenny Pickett get over or under one and a half interceptions? So I'm going to say quickly off the bat, Saints win and Kenny Pickett over. And Mags, that brings us to your second game, which is the Cowboys versus the Packers. Who wins and Mika Parsons over or under 1.5 sets? Uh, I think the Cowboys get this one done, and I could I could see it already. Parsons to slam it into Rogers time after time after time again, and Aaron Rodgers undoing this little strap from his helmet and throwing a little hissy fit on the sidelines. I can see it. So I'm going for the over. Um, Hannah, second one for you. The thrilling Broncos against the Titans. You know, that actually might be an okay game. So who who do you think is gonna win? And you know, this is the Titans are maybe the only team that you could ask this question for, but are they gonna have more passing yards or rushing yards? So I'm gonna go with the Titans win here. I just can't see the Broncos putting it all together, and this Titans mm. D is doing pretty well. Um, and I mean We've just been talking about him, haven't we? All hail the king. We've got to say yeah. more rushing yards, right? And yeah. um, I have to say, I thought I had the most thrilling game of the week, but Paul, you seem to have a great one here. Your second game yeah. is the Colts versus the Raiders, living the dream. So tell me who's going to win. And will Devante Adams get over or under seven and a half receptions? Raiders win and over. And that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Twitter at Wildcard Rewind. Head on over for our YouTube channel, search Fantasy Wildcard Podcast Network, and make sure you give us a subscribe. And we shall see you next week when we rewind week 10.